Hey guys, welcome back to the CGM Podcast. It is so great to be back with you. I'm one of your hosts, Kurt Fayless, and joining me again today is my co-host, Dr. Michael Gassett. It's a new season. We okay. don't have to go with the nicknames, but right, should we good. keep them? No, no, Chip. We're going to stay with okay. our right, with our correct names. Uh, no, man, I have missed this, and I'm so glad to be back in, mm-hmm. uh, especially jumping in with the new season and just um, diving into uh, recapping all that's happened uh, mm-hmm. and then looking forward. Uh, but what are we talking about today? Okay, so, you know, it, and it's been a little bit, right? Yeah. Like our last episode that went out at the end of season one was right around Christmas. And, and obviously, you know, it's March now, time has passed. Yeah. Um, but you're coming off an exciting time uh, of being in Israel uh, yeah. W- yeah. with your family. And, and so I want to unpack that a little bit. Um, but in the context, um, you know, I, I was going back through um, a, a lesson recently yeah. uh, with our middle school students and a, a quote that I love to, to bring out, and, and it's by a guy named Dr. Jay Strack. And, and yeah, love Jay, Jay Strack. And he's, I don't think he's the only person who said this. I think it's been used a lot of different ways. Um, but the <clears> statement <throat> he makes commonly is, you will be the same person five years from now, except for the places you go the people you meet, and the books you read. That's right. And that's all about leader development, personal development. But that first statement, the places you go, yeah, um, that's kind of where I want to land on today's episode is unpacking, hey, what's the value in going, or, or we could say experiencing um, new places, new things to our own personal growth, and specifically in context of our faith growth right? and, and um, our understanding of who God created us to be and our purpose in this world. So just to hit it off, we already said you went to Israel. Yeah. I want to hear all about this trip. Yeah, well, I, I do love that quote from Jay because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so true. Um, you know, that's what somebody gave me that advice when I was contemplating whether to go back to to school to mm-hmm. finish my doctorate. And um, a wise counselor said to me, hey, five, four years, three years, however long it's going to take you, four years <laughs> is going to pass no matter what. Mm-hmm. You might as well be doing something to further education. <laughs> yeah. And uh, t- to be honest, man, I, I kind of took that to heart. I said, you know, that's very true. So I want to do everything that I can uh, to grow in that way. And, 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 you know, we're always trying to look for, even within our own staff, we're always trying to look, okay, one year out, uh, what is the goal and how how am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what Jay says as far as in five years, you know, 10 years, whatever that mm-hmm. is, it's going to pass. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's going to change is w- the places you go, the people you meet, the books you read. I love mm-hmm. that uh, because it keeps us diligent in a within a focus of uh, self-development yeah. um, in Christ. You know, one of our core values here at Green Acres is to grow in the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, self-development is a very popular thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-development as far as um, self-discipline. Uh, the But the concept that I don't like about it is that it's centered around yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within the body of Christ, development is different because it's not a talent that you utilize for yourself. It is a gift from God for the betterment or for the growing and development of the body of Christ. Yep. I mean, that's what Ephesians 4 teaches us, that we want to uh, build up the body of Christ. And so that's how serious we want to take it is because if I'm developing, then what that means is that I'm giving more to uh, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um which I know I kind of went off of your question, no, it, but... It, but I think it, it's important to hear because I think, you know, it, 
in our culture today, so many people are, are driven their daily lives by social media, right? You get right. on Facebook, exactly. you get on Instagram, and, and there's these people that are called influencers, right? The, yeah. the people that, you know, they're going to post whether it's an inspirational video or them working out, or, hey, my best tips today to, to get in, in better shape, or hey, these are the five things as a mom I can do today that are going to let my kids know that I love them, or, or whatever these little tips or influencers are saying. But what you've already pointed out is also that is me-centric, right? It's about your own choices and your own almost selfish. Yeah. And in the body of Christ, yeah, our choices are not for our own personal gain. It's for the gain of God's kingdom. That's right. right? For the body of Christ to be um, enhanced and for the influence of Christ to be enhanced in this world. So um, I love that you brought that up. And so kind of the transition back to that question of, hey, I want to hear about your Israel trip. Yeah. You, you know, that that's a for some people, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity Absolutely, to go yeah. and, and see these places that, you know, God's Word is just, that's the history book, so to speak, and then you get to go re reenact or, or, or take part in what's happened there 2,000, sure. 3,000 years ago, and um, the, just the power of that. And so that's a personal growth opportunity that you got to experience, it, yeah. it, and others, right? I know there was other people from our church, but right, your wife Katie came with you, and yeah. and our um, oldest Riley. Wow, like yeah. what a cool thing to develop and get to experience together. But absolutely, you know, I just want to hear, and I'm sure our listeners do too. What were some of your highlights? Like, what were some of the yeah, you know the best things about this? People have been asking me, okay, what is the best part of mm-hmm. the trip in Israel? Um, you know, uh, to be honest, you you can't really narrow it down because it's such an incredible trip. Um, what what I loved about it is what I was told would happen, but I'm, I'm kind of a cynic in mm-hmm. some ways. And, and t- for someone to say, man, it's going to change everything about how you read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the and, I, cynic and I've heard that a me, ton. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, most people have that mm-hmm. when you go there, it's going to change the way you read your Bible. Yeah. Um, well, the cynic in me is like, okay, it's not going to change that much. I mean, there's no possible way. Um, there's no way this is going to live up to it to the expectation of what people have said is going to be this great. Um, but let me, let me just say point blank. Uh, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I know from experience that it does. Like when you read about Jesus walking into Jerusalem, riding into Jerusalem, going through the city gates, I've seen those, Mm -hmm. I've seen those gates in my eyes and I can visualize, um, more, um, with, with more detail and with more understanding of what God's word is actually saying. Yeah. And, and so I, and I'm a visual person anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to visualize what I'm reading. Um, that's why I'm such a slow reader. Okay. <laughs> because I have to visualize in order for me to comprehend. Uh, and so that just adds to it. But even if you're not a visual learner, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to add to it. I've heard it said, um, from actually from Pastor David himself and others have said this, but, uh, your Bible reading goes from black and white to color. Mm. It goes from standard definition to high definition. It goes from 2D to 3D. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens when you visit Israel, when you, walk in those places. But a highlight, mm-hmm. um, Jerusalem was amazing to see all of that. But the highlight for me, what I think was one of the most impactful moments for me is worshiping on the Sea of Galilee. Wow. You know, off in the distance, you can see the Mount of Beatitudes. You can see um, where it is believed that Jesus was teaching the Sermon on the mm-hmm. Mount, um, which is just right there on on a hillside on the Sea of Galilee, and we're we're there in the middle of the boat, excuse me, in the boat in the middle of the sea, mm-hmm. and and you can see that off in the distance, 
And I'm reminded of just Matthew chapter 14, you know, when the disciples were uh, in the middle of the sea, they were uh, beaten uh, by the waves. The winds were against them is what it says in Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 14. And there the disciples were just in the middle of this storm and uh, they were terrified. Okay. They were, this was not just some superficial fear, but rather this is a great fear that they Mm -hmm. thought their life was ending in that moment. That was Mm -hmm. the type of terror that they were experiencing. And it was in that moment that it says uh, that Jesus saw them, you know, from the hill. And I'm looking at that place, that hill, where it is believed that Jesus was as the disciples were struggling in the middle of that storm and I'm looking up at that hill and I'm just reminded, God, you see me. Mm. It's just such a simple truth. And it's such a simple thing to realize. But but for us to feel the weight of the eyes of God himself, mm-hmm. I think is unbearable. Yeah. You know, when you think about, okay, the eyes of the creator are on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that in Numbers chapter six, when it says, uh, Lord, let, you know, it's that prayer, uh, let your face shine mm-hmm. upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if we could have the fullness of God shining, uh, we would not be able to bear it. Yeah. And, and so that's an audacious request, but, but to think that God sees us where we are. He sees us in our struggle. And there I am in the middle of the Sea of Galilee where Jesus not only saw him, but then he came to them walking mm-hmm. on that water on the Sea of Galilee. Listen, it, it wrecked me mm-hmm. um, spiritually. And I just had an, a moment of worship where I'm just saying, God, thank you that you would ever see mm-hmm. just such a broken, wretched sinner like me and that you would care enough to walk to me, that you would come to me, that you would seek me out in order that you may save me. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that was an incredible moment. Well, and what you're describing, like the only somewhat parallel I, I've gotten experience because I haven't gotten to go to the Holy Land yet. It's, yeah. on, my, it's on my to-do list. and um, But, you know, I, I love history. And I've gotten to have a couple times where I've gotten to go like to Washington, D.C. And, you know, like I, I'm the guy who I want to know about how all this came together. And so the history books, like, oh. it, it, and what you're saying, like, it yeah. comes alive when you go see it. It came alive for me, like That's having right. studied history, having to watch History Channel, watching documentaries. Like it came alive getting to go in and, and see these monuments and, and read the, these, you know, um, presidential addresses and different statements in the museums and all that. And it's fascinating. But the difference is, and what you've described here, it's one thing to go to Israel and appreciate the historical significance, right? right? Because that position in the globe has thousands and thousands of years of history, right? You look at all the different civilizations and and not just the the Jewish people, but you're right. You've had Roman occupation there. You had the Babylonians. You had all these different groups who were there. But the difference as Christians is that we're not just studying an old history book. We are studying and seeing and experiencing things that enhance our our living faith today. Absolutely. Right? Because we have a living God. We don't have a God who yeah. just existed in history. It, it's alive right. today. And so um, that's what, as you were describing this moment on the Sea of Galilee, that, that stirred in my heart. I was like, man, like it's not just a historical thing you, you got to experience. It's a present day situation. Yeah. You know, anything that we can do as followers of Jesus to build our faith, mm-hmm. Uh, we should take those necessary steps. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and see, that's um, kind of where I want to transition our discussion today. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that about, you know, a highlight from the, the Israel trip. You know, the, the, is there, and Michael, and you just said it, a value in your experience of going 
for the growth uh, of your faith and maturity in Christ? Uh, I absolutely think there is, but yeah. uh, can you speak into that at all? You know, I, th- I think that if you are able to go, uh, that you should take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that not everyone is physically able to go and, and things like that. And so, it, you know, we don't need to pretend that if you can't go to Israel, then mm-hmm. you're never going to have a certain level of faith. Yeah. Listen, that faith is a gift <laughs> from God himself mm-hmm. um, that he bestows on us freely because of his mm-hmm. grace. Um, but in the same uh, side of the coin almost, or maybe the other opposite mm-hmm. side of the same coin, it would be that if you can go, then I would urge every follower of Jesus to go because it only enhances your understanding of Scripture. Yeah. And the more we understand Scripture, the more we can grow in the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is our goal as followers of Jesus, that we want to, as Paul says, to be mature in our faith um, for the sake of the kingdom, for mm-hmm. the sake of the body and the building up therein of the body. And so I would say absolutely if you can go, go. Yeah. So let me tell this funny story really fast, mm-hmm. um, because this was supposed to be one of uh, Pastor David Dyke's last trips, mm-hmm. and we wanted to go together and uh, lead together. And he said, "Hey, after this, you're on your own." You know, it's kind of like passing <laughs> of the baton. Yeah. yeah, and it was awesome that I got mm-hmm. to watch him do this. Mm-hmm. So while we were on the trip, he just kind of looks at me. He says, "Hey, I." let's do one more trip together, <laughs> you know, because we were having such a good time yeah. together mm-hmm. and it was such a blessing to be there together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's okay to say, I haven't asked Pastor David about this, but uh, we are going to lead one more trip together in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so we need, we're going to go ahead and start with the signups. Uh, so February Ooh. or March of 2023, uh, you might want to go ahead and put it on your calendar if you want to go to Israel with Pastor David and oh myself. My How what a cool experience! Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I've talked to shameless m- plug there. Shameless plug. I talked to multiple people um, over the last few weeks who were here while y'all were gone, seeing yeah. some of y'all's Facebook posts yeah. and, your, and people on the trips post, and, and they were uh, somewhat just lamenting, like, "Man, you know, I always wanted to go, um, you know, with Pastor David, you yeah. know, because he held a special spiritual significance." Well, he's, their pastor well, he's for been years and, over thirty times, mm-hmm. and and he's like a walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. of Israel and Jewish history and and obviously scripture, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's a blessing to go with him. Oh, yeah, you know, I can, yeah. I'm okay with that plug happening. Uh, absolutely. Shameless. Oh, oh, okay with it. Shameless. So going back into this, the, the value of going, you know, yeah. I, I think when we go into the Bible and we go into God's word, obviously there's seasons where you're not going. There's seasons where God has you planted in a spot. But we see multiple stories throughout the Old Testament <laughs> and the New Testament where people, God called them to go someplace. Absolutely. And it may not have been far, but in some of these instances, it was, right? Like you can go look at the story of Joseph back in Genesis. And it wasn't directly that God told Joseph, hey, I'm going to take you to Egypt. But God moved Joseph and put him into Egypt. And so that he was in a position, not his home, it was a different situation, but God used him for his big story to bless the people of Israel. Well, if you think about it through the through the whole of Scripture, Old mm-hmm. Testament, New Testament, it would be the anomaly that if you were not called to go, mm-hmm. right? If you were not called to leave where you are yeah. and to go. But uh, this is what I love about the Great Commission, mm-hmm. is that the Great Commission is not a command to um, just go across to another part of the earth mm-hmm. 
and do missions. That's that's not the call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the Greek, you would it would it would actually translate more closely to as you are going. Mm-hmm. So the expectation is that uh, we we know as a follower of Jesus, you're going. Mm-hmm. So it's not okay. Hey, go and make a disciple. Go and make mm-hmm. disciples of all nations. It's as you are going, make disciples. So here here are two dangers that can take place when I say that. Mm-hmm. One danger is that we can take that and say, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going here in Tyler, so I don't have to go mm. anywhere else in Texas. I don't have to go anywhere else in the United States. I don't have box. to go mm-hmm. across because it's as you are going about mm-hmm. your daily life." Okay. Well. But there's still the mandate, um, <laughs> you know, as far as Acts 1-8, Jesus makes this clear that it's, mm-hmm. you know, those those centrals, those mm-hmm. circles, they widen, and mm-hmm. the expectation is that you cross all of those areas. Mm-hmm. And so as you are going here, you are to be a ma- missionary, mm-hmm. but as you are going there, you are to be a missionary. It's the expectation that we already know that you are going, therefore, make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of like to differentiate that because... Uh, there is the expectation to go where you are and across the to the ends of the earth. Well, and, and you know, we're, we're, you're pointing out very specifically the evangelism component of that, right? We're going to tell of who Jesus is, right? But within that, I, I love God's design here because what happens when we go, do go and tell, whether that's to our neighbor or to the ends of the earth, right? When we go to those places. God changes our hearts, right? We can look in the Old Testament, see Jonah, right? God told him to go. He didn't want to go. He right? said, no, thank you. He said, no, thank you. I'd rather get swallowed Which, by Which, by the way, we went to that port while we were in Israel <laughs> where he was supposed to do what God said and uh-huh. went the other way. Yeah. But uh, once again, another plug there. But but yeah, there. Uh, Jonah, um, he was called. Mm-hmm. Joseph was called. Moses mm-hmm. was called. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here in the Bible Belt, um, here, here's what's interesting is that we are the most um, um, really uh, educated people mm-hmm. as far as the Bible is concerned. It is completely legal to have a Bible. Mm-hmm. It is completely legal uh, to study God's Word, to gather with God's, with God's mm-hmm. people. Uh, not only that, but we are in the information, information age as we are, and you can go and you can listen to any pastor mm-hmm. you want and any place that is online, which is pretty much 98% of pastors. Um, So we have resources that are available. We have pastors who are teaching faithfully. Mm -hmm. We have books. We have everything. Uh, The the problem with the Bible Belt, not a blanket statement, Mm -hmm. but what can be seen is that we are educated beyond our level of obedience. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we're supposed to go, But we also know the the rest of scripture. Yeah. We we it's not knowledge that's the problem. It's obedience mm-hmm. and it's that willingness to surrender. Um, that's what we're facing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we're facing not just in America, but especially in the Bible Belt. Sure, sure. Well, and that just happens. People get comfortable. Hey, I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep sitting in Sunday school. I'm going to keep sitting under this pastor, right. and learning. But there, yeah, clearly in scripture, there's this element of God wants you to go. Tell who he is, and then along that way that you're going, he's going to change you. He's going to mold you, and you're going to come back different than when you, what you were before you went. And when I think about, like, we've already plugged, hey, 
it might be for you to go to a place like Israel. It might be to go experience something out of scripture that where it comes yeah. alive and, and that shifts your perspective as you read and come back and have quiet times or teach. Um, but there's also other steps of going, right? Right. Um, God could be calling you to go on a mission trip yeah. like this, uh, right now while we're recording, um, Right, we just had a weekend where our women's ministry went and supported a church partner. Uh, is it Redemption City Church in, in, in Fort, Fort Worth? Worth. Yeah, uh, and spent a weekend there. We, our college ministry is in Boston right now, uh-huh. uh, and, and working with a church planner there. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this element where go, go be a part. There's opportunities to go and do those things. Yeah. Um, this summer coming up, there's some great opportunities, and, and I think it, here in the next few weeks, there's going to be more coming out about um, from. Uh, Pastor John, um, our missions minister, about how you yeah. can be engaged in some of the mission efforts in the summer um, when maybe your schedule more allows you to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and those are great things to experience. Our students have opportunities in the summer as well. But another element, and this this is a little different, and maybe I'm just having, hey, I, I'm a student minister, so I've got a little plug here for this. But if you're a parent, I would tell you, really consider going to camp with your kids. Yeah. And, and the 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 element here, right? The title of this podcast was going to be, "Hey, you're going to grow, um, going to growing." It, there's yes, camp, whether it be kids camp, middle school camp, high school camp, those are geared towards those age groups. Right. But what happens when you have shared experiences with your kids? No, is it's special. Your faith gets to be enhanced by the process of, "Hey, I got to see my kid worship. I got to see my kid uh, just hear teaching and come alive." Where we can both come back six months from now or six years from now and right. talk about those shared experience, whether that was on mission together or at camp together. Those are huge opportunities. Well, one thing about discipling your family, absolutely. And one thing that we are adding here at Green Acres. Is is, you know, because so many times we have um, mission trips that only certain groups can mm-hmm. really function well in that, you know, it wouldn't be wise to bring your five-year-old or your 10-year-old. Sure. Um, you know, they're just limits, mm-hmm. um, traveling restrictions, things like that. Um, but what we are doing uh, starting this year is we are having family mission trips. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have more rolled out with that. But here's why I love, um, you know, because there was a time where short-term missions was kind of taboo. It was like, man, mm-hmm. you're doing more harm than good. Yeah. What, you know, um, when helping well, hurts, that, that book. When that helping came, hurts, yeah. yeah. And, and those things are valid, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. But that's why in all of our mission efforts, what, what we have found is that if you, if you go in isolation in your own effort mm-hmm. um, on a short-term mission trip, meaning that you just go and you try to do something and then you just pull out mm-hmm. quickly and then you just kind of leave you know, a mess there, that, that's, that's when it's hurtful, right? Mm-hmm. But what we do, that's why we are so strategic with our trips, is that we're not going to go to a place that we're not partnering with a church mm-hmm. planter. Mm-hmm. And this is what it does for the church planter. See, if we can go alongside a church planter, what we are doing is we are stepping into their vein mm-hmm. of effort that has already taken place, and all we're doing is pouring, pouring fuel on their efforts. Mm-hmm. You see, there's a, there's a difference. That's why we want to align all of our missional efforts with church planting, mm-hmm. because unless you are planting churches, so um, or at least strengthening churches that are there, mm-hmm. then that is when actual short-term mission trips kind of don't have the impact that we would want. Mm-hmm. And we are called to steward God's money, God's uh, these kingdom dollars. And the best way to do that is to partner with other churches. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to see changes 
in our missions mm-hmm. um, because we're realigning to that strategy of we want to help start new churches. We want to strengthen existing churches mm-hmm. um, that are already there on the ground, and we just want to come alongside them and help them. And here's what you see in return is that long-term missions lead to long-term missionaries. Mm. It's, it's amazing how many times that we take short-term trips and then we have a student. I mean, you've seen this. Yeah. We have an adult. We have someone who says, you know what? I'm called to do this full-time. Yeah. I'm moving. We've yeah, had God so many people. For the people group you're with or the experiences you see. Yeah. We've had people move to Boston. We've had people move to Seattle. We have people move to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. We've had people move all across the United States because of short-term missions that have given them this shot in the arm to want to go and be involved in what God's doing. I think I shared this on um, one of last season's episodes, but my personal call to middle school ministry specifically yeah. was coming out of a mission trip. Right. It was coming out of the experience of, of <clears throat> serving in that capacity, God to open my eyes to where he wanted to use That's me. That's right. And so again, the the willingness on our part to say, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go be out of the the rut of what's normal. I'll be out of the comfort zones. In those moments, God is going to stretch you. God's going to teach you. He's going to show you, reveal things about himself and about how he wants to use you. The question is, is our yes going to be on the table? Mm -hmm. You know, we've been saying that a lot lately here at Green Acres. Mm -hmm. Um, I want my yes to be on the table. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that God's asking me to do, I want my yes to be on the table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is where... Uh, our knowledge surpasses obedience at times. Mm-hmm. We want our obedience to surpass our knowledge. That yeah. can also be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to I want to err on the side of obedience mm-hmm. with with the Lord. And so that's our question that we have to answer: Is my yes on the table? And I just want to challenge anybody, you know, because you you actually don't have to be a member of our church to participate mm-hmm. in the missional efforts of our church. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to gabc.org and you can find out all about our mission. Trips that we have coming up, uh, family mission trips, uh, Africa. We're going to East Africa. We have two trips coming. We're going to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to Boston. We're going to be in Seattle. We're going to be in Fort Worth. We're going to be literally across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so get plugged in, put your yes on a table. That's awesome. And, and guys, I, I've loved this discussion. I've loved just honestly, Michael, being back in here too. Yeah, uh, not more than our discussion, but I've loved being back at this. We're excited for a whole new season with you guys here at CGM. Uh, we've got some exciting series and some exciting guests we're going to bring on. Um, But until next time, that's great. We'll be at it. All right. Take care. Y'all have a great week. Hey, if you can do us a favor and if you could like or subscribe to this podcast, that just helps us and it helps us get the word out a little bit. And so click on the reminders as well, uh, whatever platform you are using right now. And uh, we hope you are enjoying this as much as we are. Absolutely. We'll see you next time.